Yes, yes, people, and welcome to the very, very first episode of Enter the Vibe, the podcast. I am your host, A Vibe Called B, and I am so guessed. I'm proper excited to be here right now. Do not understand. <laughs> um, I think this idea came to me at like the back end of, of 2019, and just purely due to procrastination, time passing, uh, COVID, <laughs> it's just taken a while for me to actually pull together. Um, but we here, baby. We lit. We lit. <laughs> Um, behind me right now from an instrumental perspective you are listening to the sounds of Styles Davis who is uh, a dope producer coming out of the UK London if you haven't heard of him where you need to go check him out <laughs> on his SoundCloud Twitter Instagram um, but if you're a fan of the the slum villages the Robert Glaspers the Alex Isleys the Dillers you'll definitely be a fan of this guy he's one to watch so definitely go and check him out but I just want to say thank you <laughs> thank you for lending me your ear and allowing me to, to take you on this journey with me not only is it the, the first episode but I have a very dope and special guest to share this experience with me she is an artist who really sets the tone, pace and the vibe of this podcast so I'm about to introduce her to you now um, but yeah, this episode is about to be um, really special to me. So uh, thank you. Thank you for being here. And I hope you enjoy the first episode of the podcast. This is Benny Manchester, a.k.a. The Soul Flower. And you are now tuned into Into the Vibe, into the podcast, vibe podcast with the Vibe, the called, vibe B. called B. She is known as The Soul Flower and hailing from the A, a.k.a. Atlanta this artist has a sultry, vibey, and nostalgic feel to her vocal arrangements and melodies. She is the unique blend of hip hop, soul, and R&B, and recently released her debut EP, Six Nine. Her soulful voice and songwriting abilities have captured the attention from artists such as Erica Badu and Duran Banar, and her 2018 release, Arson, is featuring the UK's very own Kadeem Tyrell, which earned her a spot on the Soul Connoisseurs chart. But let me not delay any longer. <laughs> Introducing Minnie Manchester, the Soul Flower. Welcome to the podcast, Minnie. How are you? I am doing great. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Yeah, um, I'm just grateful to be here. Well, thank you so much for for being here and for being for being my first guest. <laughs> this is like a, a epic moment for me. Um, so I couldn't have chosen a better artist to to have come on the show. But before we before we kick off, uh, for those that haven't been blessed to hear your music yet, how would you describe your sound? I would describe it as a, a blend of Janae Iko. With a little bit of Erica, a little bit of, um, from what I've heard, I've heard a little bit of D'Angelo lately. And um, someone mm -hmm. else told me, uh, I've heard so many Sade, <laughs> so many different comparisons. <laughs> um, it gets weird, but uh, yeah, just mm -hmm. a blend of all the soulful artists you can think of pretty much. Well, the, the names that you just mentioned are literally icons. So <laughs> if that's how you go about describing it, then I'm sure the listeners will have something to look forward to. I was actually introduced to you um, by a really good friend of mine. I think it was early last year. Um, and he sent me an IG post of <laughs> one of your fans singing along to Arson. 
and I was like yo <laughs> who is this like I need to go and find her um, and I remember just searching like heavy through Spotify and SoundCloud um, just to find out more and I thought when I launch my pod um, I need to make sure that you're on here so you're, you're from Atlanta right yes born and raised Hello. Okay. So without disclosing your your, your zip code, <laughs> which which part of ATL are you actually from? The city. <laughs> I would say um there's this little um I'm not sure if anybody's ever heard of it unless you're from Atlanta, but uh, there's this place that used to be a project called Mechanicsville. So I would say um, mm. the Mechanicsville area oh, or okay. um, in particular, I would say Cooper Street. Right. <laughs> you're, not, you're not living on Cooper Street right now, are you? Just no. Pull up. All right. <laughs> do you see yourself like staying in Atlanta or do you see yourself like living anywhere in the U.S. or in, in the world? Well, actually, um, part of my lifestyle, I actually do travel a lot. So I don't currently live in Atlanta. Um, and I lived um, in the past. I lived in Japan. Mm. Um, I'm pretty cultured, but uh, I do miss Atlanta a lot. Honestly, it, it's it's home. It's a beautiful mm. place to be. And it's just nothing out here like it. Yeah. Even being in Japan and other places, Atlanta's like the best place to be. Yeah, it's f- it's funny that you mentioned Japan actually, because um <laughs> that was one of the questions that I had because I noticed on your on your IG you've got um you've got a fan base in Japan, right? Because I've I've seen like a couple like dancers playing your music during rehearsals and stuff. Is is there quite a big scene there for you, like in Japan? Um, I would say so. So you know, it's growing. It's definitely something that is evolving. Um, mm. It it shocks me every day to see. Um, how much it's evolving but um, you know Mm -hmm. just like any other artist you start off small and then it just grows and grows and grows so I would say it's growing it's getting there (laughs) nice no I'm glad the 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 attention's coming your way because I know it's only gonna increase and Japan I've never actually been there I really want to go but I know it's like a it's like a hotbed for soul and um, and R&B which always shocked me but they're super super in tune uh, with the culture um, which is dope so Hopefully I get to go there one day. <laughs> but your your name, Mini Manchester, I find it quite intriguing because obviously it reminds me of Manchester in the UK. But just talk to me about how that name came about. Like, is there a deeper meaning behind it? I wouldn't say a deep meaning, um, but maybe to others. But basically growing up, I was heavily uh, interested in the whole Tim Westwood you know, watching that. And I'm just this little girl from Atlanta watching that on YouTube. And I was obsessed with it. I'm like, I want to go. I want to go there. And um, it, it, it was something that kind of started off. I used to rap growing up. And, um, no way. They called me Skinny Minnie because I was so small. <laughs> and so I just put it together. I was like, I'll keep the, the mini part. Maybe not the skinny part. <laughs> and combined it with Manchester. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. And it just stuck with me forever. And I just never changed yeah. it. Yeah, because I was wondering, I was like, is is mini, is it um, like a, a homage to like mini Ripperton? Or is it like something to do with hype? Maybe I, I wasn't sure like where it kind of came from. It's definitely a name uh, that, that that stands out for sure. So just just on your name as well. So you, you describe yourself as the soul flower. Just talk to me about like what when you say that, what, what do you mean by that? Oh, man, it's 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 a uh, it's a it's a meaning. It's something that's really meaningful to me It is something that pretty much is the foundation of what I believe in. Mm. Being a soul flower, 
to me means someone who is always, you know, seeking growth, always growing. Mm-hmm. You know, you're you're a flower. You have to water your soul. You have to, you know, constantly try to evolve and be better. And that's who I am. And that's what I want other people to try to do as well. Like, because you know, you have to mm. be willing to grow. So. Just on the, just on growth, you can definitely hear the the growth in in your music over the years because I saw you um, <laughs> reminiscing on your uh, on your SoundCloud the other day from like four years ago versus now, and you can definitely hear development in your vocal um, in production. The name Soulflower absolutely resonates with you and the sound that I can hear. This is Benny Manchester, aka the Soulflower, and you are now tuned into Into the Vibe, into the podcast, vibe podcast with the vibe, the vibe called. So of course this show is is called Enter the Vibe. So what I want to do is enter your vibe <laughs> um, and get a bit deeper behind your ear and just just understand a bit more and learn about some of your inspirations. So just tell me about when you first fell in love with music. What was what was that moment like? Uh, I would say it was it was a therapeutic um, experience for me. Uh, growing up, I'm the oldest of six, mm. so wow. I used it as like a therapy. Um, I helped take care of all of my siblings. I'm the oldest, <laughs> so it was it was uh, stressful mm. at times. <laughs> and so uh, I was in an after school program, and uh, I had this teacher, and I still haven't been able to find her, unfortunately. But she was so awesome, and she was really uh, into music and the arts, and she would teach it to us and have us heavily involved in music and things like that and mm-hmm. it's something that uh started you know opening up my mind into you know what music is really and the deeper um, meaning of it and mm-hmm. so I would take it home you know the stuff that I would do there and I started writing down how I felt and turning it into songs and that's when I knew like this is this is it this is me this is what I love and ever since that day, it's just mm. that's that's just what my life's been about. <laughs> mm. Yeah, <laughs> I'm hoping I'm hoping you um you you find your your teacher because I know quite often it's always like that one person that sort of brings you into music and introduces you. Um, and as you go on your your music journey, it's almost like you you want to turn around and say thank you to them. So hopefully you you, <laughs> you get to find um, your teacher at some point. So in terms of when you first fell in love with music, was there like a, a particular sound that you were listening to? Yes. So um, I listened to everything. I was exposed to a lot of different genres growing up from like heavy metal, Michael Jackson, you know, pop, uh, everything. Mm. But one day my um, older cousin, she brought home a Jill Scott uh, album when it had just released. And uh, it was just something about those chords that really Mm. stood out to me and moved me in a different way than all the other genres. And that's like when I knew that was like my favorite, my go to genre. And I just couldn't stop listening to it. Mm. Was that the her first Who Is Jill Scott album? Yes, yeah. I love that album. <laughs> Same. I feel like that's the album that literally is, it has to be in like the top five of most people who like soul, R&B, that's even hip hop. Like that's the, the, it has to be in the top. This is Benny Manchester, AKA the soul flower. And you are now tuned into, into the vibe, into the podcast, vibe podcast with the vibe called B. When was the, uh, like the moment that you realized that music was your path? 
Well, so growing up, um, I didn't come from like a musical family, um, I would mm. say. So I'm, I was always like the eyeball. Um, and so I tried to kind of like avoid music in a way when I got older and just try to fit in. So I would try to, you know, I went to college trying to, you know, fulfill what my family, you know, none, nobody graduated, you know, mm. or went and sought a higher education because of the, the circumstances that we grew up with. So I was like the first mm. and that was big. And I really just wanted to please everybody else. And so mm-hmm. I kind of like sought out a different path, but it like music just kept coming to me. <laughs> it kept finding its <laughs> way to me somehow. And I'm like, yeah, I guess this is what I'm meant to do. Because <laughs> yeah. no matter how much I tried to avoid it, it just always found its way back. Yeah, I suppose there's, there's some journeys and paths that are just already written and you don't really have much control over it. When when it's supposed to happen, it's supposed to happen. But I'm glad it did because you're, you're here today and you're you're brilliant at it. So <laughs> absolutely makes sense. So how, how would you like describe your your writing style? Uh, definitely comes from trauma. I write my best when I go through things. Um, mm. it's, it's just music is therapy for me and um Mm -hmm. it's something that usually I write my best when I go through a lot of things in life so it's literally my diary and that's pretty much my style I just you know I don't force it I don't you know try to create when I'm not in the mood I, I wait until I feel you know something coming and then I just go along with that feeling naturally mm, yeah just as you like talk about like a diary do you have like a a notepad whether it's like a handwritten notepad or like a digital one but do you like write down your 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 stories and things that you go through and kind of revisit it later or do you kind of write in the moment no I write in the moment it, mm. it just doesn't it's not I don't know it's not authentic to me if I I feel like I have to get it out right then and there. And mm-hmm. that's how I get over how I'm feeling. And that's how it just comes out better, you know, because it's so raw and so authentic. Mm-hmm. Maybe, you know, later on I go in and I tweak it a little bit um, to fit, um, you know, a song or something that I'm hearing or to match yeah. it. But usually it's just right then and there. I just write it right out how I feel and get it out so I don't have to revisit it. <laughs> Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that because I do want to touch on that when we when we um, talk about your EP um, a little bit later because I can absolutely hear that style coming through. But before we do that, I just want to visualize. <laughs> put me put me in the room of Mini Manchester. Like, is there a vibe that you go for in the room when writing? Like, what what does that what does that room feel like? Funny thing is, um, most of the songs that I write. Uh, the vibe is usually in my car. <laughs> usually <laughs> I'm riding and mm. I'm just going, I don't know. I have a lot of time to think when I'm driving and mm. all these, I'm a cancer, so I'm emotional and I think about stuff oh, all the time. <laughs> and I, it could be something that just made me mad. And so I go for a drive and then it hits me. And then I'm just like, okay, I got to pull over. And that's when I start <laughs> writing it in my notes. So that's pretty much usually how the process it goes. It's just usually... Almost always I'm in the car driving Mm. and 
because usually that's what I do when I'm trying to vent anyway. I'm driving and mm-hmm. <laughs> and it just comes out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm, um, as you say that, I'm a, I'm a cancer as well. So I completely understand you from like an emotional standpoint. <laughs> but yeah, that's interesting. Like when you're driving, um, I suppose that's when you, you have headspace, right? Like it's the, the time where you get clarity and um, you're just by yourself. So I, I can see why that would be like the perfect time. And then just on like your, your creative process. Um, I know you, you mentioned that um, a lot of the, the lyrics and stuff that you might write down comes from like a place of trauma is how do you go about like thinking of a topic is it like a do you kind of like dig deep into different trauma or is it kind of just as and when uh sometimes it just comes sometimes I do have to dig Mm. deep and you know really think about it and sometimes it's like uh I have to kind of tweak it and you know make it more relatable you know in a way where it's like Mm -hmm. I'm going through this but you know a lot of people go through this um what would be a topic that's more relatable but you know still authentic so um that's that's what I think about sometimes but I do have to dig deep at times and really try to figure out what is it going to be so it's not just all over the place because I can when I write sometimes (laughs) I can just get (laughs) carried away and (laughs) it it doesn't make sense so yeah so I know you've been writing over a number of years. Do you think there's like a, a direction that you'd like to take your music in next? Any like a specific angle? Yes. Um, I'm always experimenting with different sounds, um, but there's one sound in particular mm. late in particularly um, lately that's been really uh, I've been in the mood to listen to and explore with. Uh, I'm heavily uh interested in like the the neptune's sound the uh mm. n-e-r-d pharrell type sound yeah. so i've been um, playing <laughs> with those a lot and i've been really liking it so that's yeah. that's one sound but i'm always trying to do different things i, I don't ever mm. want to be put in a box you know and be stuck mm. to one sound yeah just on on Pharrell and the Neptunes, do you reckon um, <laughs> we might we might hear like a, a collaboration maybe between the two of you? Oh man, that would be awesome! <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't think I'm you know I'm I'm not on that level yet, but hopefully one day. <laughs> <laughs> so you got to put it out in the ether. Yes, <laughs> you put it out in the. Let's universe put that in the manifest. universe. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let that manifest. This is Benny Manchester, aka the Soul Flower, and you are now tuned into Into the Vibe, into the podcast, vibe podcast with the Vibe Called B. So I just want to touch on your inspirations and the people that have really influenced your ear. I know that that, that often tells me a lot about a person. Um, and I always just find it really intriguing, the different artists that people actually come out with. Because sometimes it's it's not what I would have expected. Like when you mentioned heavy metal, I wouldn't have thought that at all. <laughs> <laughs> so who, who is like the one artist that has influenced your ear um, and how? Oh man, there's so many. I can't choose. Um... <laughs> I would say the the number one, <laughs> I guess I'll just go ahead and say Erica, because that's what everybody else would, I guess, say. Mm. There's so many, though, but um, Erica's definitely one. I, I look up to her um, in a lot of ways. Mm. Uh, yeah. More specifically, I love mm-hmm. the chords that 
she uses when she sings. I love how yeah. awesome of a performer she is. That's something mm-hmm. that I definitely strive to be one day. Because mm-hmm. in the music industry, is is so much more mm-hmm. than just creating. It's about, you know, performing too. It's about, it's a whole package. And she's the whole package. Mm-hmm. And she's one of those artists that I yeah. look up to a lot. Yes, it's interesting that you say that. I wanted to touch on that a bit later because I've noticed that she's she's been shouting you out. <laughs> so she she has noticed you. I'm kind of wondering whether there might be a, a collaboration, <laughs> but I'm gonna I'm gonna touch on that <laughs> when we listen to your your EP. If you if you were like stranded on an island, which top three songs would you take with you and why? <laughs> uh... <laughs> like if there's no coming back. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um... Okay, so I would say first one would be um, Another Life by D'Angelo. Mm, okay. That's my that's my favorite. Um, mm, yeah, that's an absolute jam. <laughs> yes, it is. I just love the whole, like, the whole, the vibe is just awesome. I can get through, you yeah. know, I can get through some tough times with that. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah, bring um, some repeat. <laughs> I would say um, Danger by Erica Badu and the reason why is I, I would need something that will hype me up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> very uplifting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just scream out to the ocean. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Um, third one, third one. I would say, oh man, this is a hard question. <laughs> um, I know. When I was thinking about it, I was like, I don't even know who, who I would take. <laughs> It's just like it's hard to choose. <laughs> I know this there's, there's there's so many. <laughs> it is. Um I'm gonna say uh Run to the Sun by um NERD. So that's like a, a nice selection of something that you kinda wanna scream out with the with the Erica um and partly NERD as well. And then you kind of calm it down with a D'Angelo and it's almost like a triumphant like we're gonna get through this yes <laughs> yeah that's a, that's a nice selection to kind of go with actually when I when I was thinking of this question I was trying to think who might be in it with you but if you were to be on like a track like just think of like a, a collective of artists you know like how you've got the flavor flavor in your ear remix and you've got a collective of MCs on a track if that was you but in terms of like singer songwriters who who would you want to be on a, a collective track with Oh man, so definitely uh, Gwen Bunn. She's an Ooh, amazing artist. Love Gwen. Gwen yep. Bunn. <laughs> She's from Atlanta too. Yes. So much talent. <laughs> yeah. Um, music, music is so child. Mm-hmm. Um, Erica has to be on there, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, there's just no way around that one. <laughs> No, nah, no. Nah. The queen has to be there. She has to. Um, <laughs> Moonchild. Okay. Love Moonchild. And um, I think we would need a rapper. I think Chica. Mm. I like her. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's a nice mix, actually. Especially adding in the Moonchild as well, because that gives it like a another angle especially if it's not just like amber that you've put in there if it's like you're bringing the whole experience and the instrumentational side of it as well that is yeah that's a nice balance of artists so i think i feel like that should happen (laughs) i feel like we need to make that happen god willing (laughs) i know that'd be dope so like growing up what did the the house 
of mini sort of sound like i.e what what music were you listening to as a as a child coming up everything um <laughs> my stepdad he he he's my my family they they aren't like musical but they do listen to a lot of different things so um mm. my stepdad would always bring home mixtapes and all types of stuff because he knew i love mm. music <laughs> it would be so a lot of different stuff but uh i liked it all um and one time he brought me Truth Hurts, um, mm. her mix, I think it was a mixtape or album. Maybe it was an album, but I mm-hmm. fell in love with her when he brought that. Mm. I listened to everything though, like, even Backstreet Boys. Uh, <laughs> I listened to it all. <laughs> I just love music, so. <laughs> yeah, I, I used to be a, a big fan of um, Backstreet Boys and, and Spice Girls actually. Yes. I've, I've got some uh, got some guilty pleasures saved down on my playlist. <laughs> So just from like a, a personal perspective, how have you like managed creatively during the pandemic? Because I know like it's given a lot of people time to kind of just rethink about life and kind of go away and, and revisit their loves and their hobbies, etc. But how have you like coped creatively throughout the pandemic? Um, I would say I, I say this a lot, but I literally just live by a lot of simple principles, I think, to me that really mm. helped me cope with everything in life. Um, it's this saying that I always tell myself, especially when I'm going through stuff in life, like it's, I saw it somewhere mm. on Facebook, I don't know, but ever since I saw that, I just, I was like, yeah, I'm gonna live my life like that. <laughs> my life has been so great ever since. But it's, uh, it's basically, it goes, um, if you can do something about it, why worry? If you can't do something about mm. it, why worry? I'm like, it's so simple, yeah, but it makes yeah, so makes much sense. sense. Yeah. <laughs> and ever since, I, I promise you, like everything, my whole perspective on life and everything has just changed. Mm-hmm. And I just haven't had like a, a bad day, even when I'm going through stuff. It's just been great because I just go mm-hmm. revert back to that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just kind of keep that forefront and let it let it be your mantra have, have you found that that you've been able to like write more or have you written less during the pandemic like have you had more time to kind of think um I would say it's been kind of steady uh I write the same mm. it's mm-hmm. be, because I write as a diary I'm always thinking my mind is always mm. racing so I'm always writing but I wouldn't yeah. say uh I write more or less it's just been you know I'm always writing Sometimes it makes it, you know, to a project. <laughs> Sometimes it doesn't. <Yeah. laughs> so just as you talk about like always writing, the other thing that I noticed that you have a skill at, not just writing, is I I, I, I saw that you play guitar, acoustic guitar. Where, where, where did you sort of pick that up? Are you like self-taught? Yes. Um, <laughs> mm. <laughs> when I was in college, uh, I met a lot of like-minded uh, individuals and they mm-hmm. were all talented and um, I had this friend mm. who played his guitar and he used to always bring it everywhere we went and I'm like I yeah. can play that thing and <laughs> <laughs> I was playing around with him I'm like it just felt cool <laughs> and natural and so yeah. he tried to teach me a little bit but I'm just like I don't get mm. it let me just do it myself yeah <laughs> and, <laughs> so I just you know played around with it and kind of lo- learned by ear um definitely mm. something I do want to learn um, on a larger scale uh, how to do it mm. in a more traditional way but right now it's okay. just by ear yeah and, um, 
I, it, it's not even my first choice instrument. Piano is actually that one. I love Ooh, piano. Keys. I love how it sounds. Yeah. But guitar is fun. So uh, on keys, are you are you also self-taught there as well? Yes. Just, wow. you know, playing and listening to the chorus. And there's pros and cons mm. to it. Uh, you know, the mm-hmm. pros is I can hear anything and play it. Um, yeah, but sometimes there's cons because it, sometimes it takes me a long time, and I'm like, <laughs> I just wish I knew yeah. what the you know the the, the techni- technical part yeah. of it, so I could just get it learning quicker, you know. Yeah, I also play the keys as well. I feel like I picked up a lot of it in in church. To be honest, it's like watching the musicians. Wow. <laughs> so you, you you talked about college. Did you go to college to develop musically, or were you were you studying something else? No, I was studying, um, long story short, I was actually, I first went to school for nursing. Mm, okay. Then um, something happened with that. I ended up moving and I had mm-hmm. to change my major, changed right. it to business. Okay. And then while I was there, that's when it was like, it, that the music is kind of what made me switch to business. Cause I'm like, if I, mm. like, I'm already stuck here, <laughs> you know, trying to please <laughs> other people. But that's when I was going through the phase, I guess, when I started realizing music is my path. Right. And I'm like, if I'm gonna switch my major, let me do something that would, you know, help me in the long run. So that's when I chose business, switched mm. it over and you <laughs> basically use that now every single yeah. day with my music career it's helped mm. me a lot yeah I can imagine with like all the the ins and outs and like contracts and just how to move in in that industry it's definitely a skill that I feel like a lot of artists need under their belt uh, I suppose that they don't need to be like <laughs> super super in the know and in all the details but definitely having that like basic level understanding super super important for an artist but that's dope I, would, I wouldn't have thought like you started nursing and then business and it's always interesting like the journey that people go on to like get where they are today <laughs> so in terms of like your spare time so I was I was snooping around on on IG as you do and I noticed that you got a samurai sword yes <laughs> <laughs> and it's not like a small samurai sword like. it's um it, yeah it's probably like one of those ones that you see like, in <laughs> movies <laughs> Where did that like come from? How how did that come about? Are you into like martial arts? Yes, uh, somebody, I think somebody compared <laughs> me to uh, Lupe Fiasco. <laughs> I, was, I was just about to say that because Lupe's forever on the gram, like just doing bits. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, wow, I never see females like. <laughs> I've always been into the arts, but it's just something that I've always like mm. talked about but never did and so I'm just at a point in my life where it's just like I want to do it instead of talking about it and yeah um it was a Christmas gift because um I just kept talking Mm. about it and somebody bought it for me and I was like oh my god finally (laughs) now I can do it (laughs) (laughs) so um, yeah that's one of my Mm. hobbies (laughs) wow that's a yeah that's an interesting hobby it's not it's not something that you hear about every day um because i don't know like the laws with with samurai swords because obviously it's a a weapon like are they are they legal like do you have to have a like like a license honestly i don't even know (laughs) (laughs) i mean i'm not you know i'm not out here trying to hurt people I'm, i'm just at my house practicing you know yeah you know need be somebody come you know 
yeah. <laughs> then I'll be okay. But yeah, I never even uh, thought that far into it. It's basically, guys, you just need to steer clear from from Minnie. If you try <laughs> to pull up at her house, you might be greeted differently. So <laughs> just beware. Just beware. <laughs> but no, it's it's just nice to kind of like understand like your your hobbies and interests just outside of music as well and i, I see you that you you've got a daughter as well yes that's my baby her name is yuri she is five oh, and sweet. she keeps me busy oh yuri's a really nice name i swear has, it's, got, it's got a meaning right yes um it means god's light and it's hebrew actually that that's how i spell it i know it has different meanings depending on how you spell it um but i spell yeah. it with the u so it means oh, God's life. This is Benny Manchester, aka the Soul Flower, and you are now tuned into into, into the Vibe into the podcast, podcast with the Vibe, with the vibe called Beat. Called so called we're about to get into your EP, um, but just before we do that, can we talk about Arson? Because it's actually one of my my favorite singles of yours, and I know you partnered up with Hadim Tyrell on it. How did that like collaboration come about? Um, interesting. It was. It was literally like just fate, I guess, um, mm-hmm. because I saw Kadeem somewhere. Somebody posted his first video. It was Moon. Okay. And I saw it and I'm like, this is so dope. Like, how come nobody, you know, knows about mm-hmm. him? Like, he's dope. <laughs> and I was like, I got to find him. Like, mm. I got to do something. And then um, around the time I had already written Arson, but I just, I had like a verse mm. and I just needed to find somebody on it. And I'm like, oh my God, mm. he is the one. <laughs> like, he needs yeah. to go on this song. <laughs> and so I hunted him down and I found him. I stalked him. <laughs> <laughs> just like, like every picture. <laughs> yes, I was like, Kadeem. <laughs> I was like, I have this song and I think you'd be dope on it. And I was like, just mm. listen to it. And he heard it and he was just like, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> he was wow. like, yeah, of course I'll get on this. And I was like, oh yeah. my God, like that's so dope. So mm. that was really, really cool that he even wanted to get on it. And to yeah. think, you know, how far he's coming. His career is crazy. I like know. he's huge now. And I'm like, oh my I God, know. I'm so proud of him. <laughs> I'm so proud of him. I know. Him. He's he's an amazing talent. And I know you guys <clears throat> on Arson, it was like a perfect collaboration. Like you guys really complimented each other. What what was it like collaborating with him? Were, were you guys kind of like just talking a lot over like chat, video chat? Pretty much just messaging each other. And when I work with mm. people, I really like just giving them that creative freedom. Um, mm-hmm. Because I, I, you know, I sought out for him. So I trusted mm-hmm. in his judgment and his style. I already knew I was going to like it. I didn't even have to hear it, honestly. Um, But basically, he just kept me in the loop. I kept him in the loop and we just kind of tossed ideas to each other. You know, Mm. played what we came up with with each other. Um, But yeah, I I just, all of it was him. His his part was all, he's just really that dope and creative and it, mm-hmm. it was just really natural and easy. It wasn't like a difficult collaboration at all. I suppose it's really nice when you guys just have that chemistry and it just gels really well. It's almost like it was a, it was a meant to be. And I know Arson was also produced by Venus Beats, right? 
Yes. Oh my God, Venus. Shout out to Venus. That's my brother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I, I want to um I want to touch on your relationship with Venus as we get into the EP. But I have noticed like there's a there's a running theme between you guys. There's clearly a lot of chemistry between you because I know he he produced um your EP. But on that note, <laughs> I want to get straight into your EP and do like a, a play by play because I know the the listeners will will definitely vibe to this and be adding all the tracks to their playlist after after they listen but before we do hit play do you want to introduce the ep and also the first track yes um so my uh current ep is called six nine and that is the symbol of the crab which is my zodiac sign (laughs) cancer (laughs) um and it's just about me you know it's about is this it's a journey uh the first song is an intro and it's just to kind of build you up into that journey before you really dive in. It's just like a, a meal, you know, a, a, a appetizer, <laughs> I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it is, it's, a, it's a fun project, but it's definitely something that you'll be surprised by and excited. You might cry. You're going to go through a lot of different emotions <laughs> when you hear it. This is Benny Manchester, a.k.a. The Soul Flower, and you are now tuned into Into the Vibe Podcast podcast with the Vibe Called Beat. The thing that I love most about uh, this intro is just sonically, it feels like you're just being dropped into almost like a a soundscape. Um, Like there's a massive buildup and layering of vocals just mixed in with the keys and your ad-libs and also like sound effects just layered in um, on top. and it, it, to me, it kind of set the tone of the EP. It felt like this is really an introduction of who of who the Soul Flower is and the vibe for the EP. What what made you like create this as as an intro? First, um, I heard the beat, mm. and I immediately knew at that moment this is my intro. <laughs> it was <laughs> it was like. I don't know. It was an intro. It was just when I heard it, I'm just like, oh, my God. Like, I immediately Mm -hmm. knew what I wanted to do right away. I was just like, I just need so many. Like, I want to, like you said, layer so many vocals to it. I want it to be full. I want it to be melodic. Mm. Um, And that's pretty much it. I just knew Mm. as soon as I heard it. um, I was going through Venus's catalog and 
that's when I heard it and I was just like, yeah, this is it. This is my intro to my project. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's funny that you, um, that you say that. Cause I, um, I actually have the, the intro saved down on my, on my meditation playlist. It's actually really good for like breathing exercises and just staying calm, just like that, that, that build up. Um, so I, I, I definitely play that most mornings, <laughs> just get my mind right. And just in terms of like the overall theme for the 6ix9ine EP, um, just before we get into the rest of the tracks, there seems to be like a real theme of love across the, the EP. Was that like the intention behind it? Like what, what was the vision for the EP? Yes, uh, definitely. One of, you know, the cancer traits, one of our main traits, <laughs> we love to love. We I love. Know. <laughs> So emotional. <laughs> <laughs> so that was definitely my thing, you know. I just want to, you know, give positive energy, positive vibes, spread mm. the love, and I just want, like I said in the in the intro, I want you to love. So I yeah. want everybody to love. <laughs> yeah, because consistently in the in the lyrics, it was just literally, I want you to love, want you to love, want you to love. Maybe that's why I think that's probably why I've connected so deeply to the to the EP because <laughs> I am actually a cancer. So. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely resonated with me <laughs> but on on that note we'll we'll move into into track two of the ep which is called love <laughs> Okay, so you just listened to track two, uh, which is called Love from the 6ix9ine EP. I do love, I love the way the track drops in because I, I, I've actually got that up on my on my Spotify. I have seamless playback, so there's no like gap in between the tracks. So going from like the intro straight into love, it was literally, it just fits perfectly. If anyone wants to listen to it like that, you should absolutely. <laughs> and I noticed that this was actually the, it's, it's the shortest track on the EP, right? It's just under two minutes. Yeah. So, cause I'm getting like a real like interlude type type vibe from it. Was was it was it intentional to, to make the track shorter? Yes, um, I wanted it to be different. I wanted mm. it to stand out and 
while still getting the message across. And, you know, I've never heard a, a, a project where there's like an interlude right after an intro and it's that mm. short. And mm. I felt like that would grab people in to the project to really get into it, um, but also mm. really understand the message as well. And so for me, it was more of just trying to get the message across and by standing out um, and being mm. unique and different. And um, mm-hmm. also for me, it's something that I definitely see myself performing as well and extending, mm. and, you know, changing it up, giving me that freedom to mm-hmm. really, you know, experiment with it when I do perform. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, is, is, is this track like about anyone specifically or, or an experience specifically? No, that one was more like a, a playful song, I would say. It was more like, okay. just kind of like a chant in a way. It was, mm. you know, love. I, I just I just wanted everybody to get into it, get into the vibe of love and the theme mm. of the project, which is love. Yeah, because that, that comes through in the, um, in the lyrics when you talk about like love is the light and let, letting it into your heart. So yeah, it's, it's a very powerful song. And what, just a, a, a techie, geeky question. What's the, the voice filter? An effect that's on on your vocal was that that was intent was that intentional? Yes. Um, however, mm. so that's actually one of the hardest songs. Uh, that this, one of the songs that was like the hardest to create mm-hmm. because I wanted it like I knew what sound I wanted, but it's hard to uh, you know get other people to understand what's in your head, yeah. and so. That's definitely something that was in my head, <laughs> but um, I, I think I went through like three engineers. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. And um, nobody got it until um, I met uh, this guy named Devin through Willie Hinn, actually. And mm. he was able to bring that vision to life. And I was like, oh my God, you're in my head. This is this is how yeah. it would sound. And <laughs> this is I exactly just, it. I don't know. I just wanted it to be different and unique mm. and like I said, just stand out in yeah. a way that's, you know, grab people's mm. attention. <laughs> Yeah, because I noticed that you um you do play with quite a lot of sound effects and just manipulating your vocals. And I'm going to get into it later as to like my thinking as to why you did that. But I definitely found it interesting because it was quite pronounced across the whole EP. So we're going to get into track three. <laughs> and I, I will let you intro- introduce the, the, the title for this for this track. So track three is titled I-D-W-Y-N. <laughs> And that stands for, I don't want yo, N-word, basically. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, you know, I've gotten a little bit of slack for that. But, I mean, it's raw, it's authentic, and it literally is just, that. that's my diary. That That's how I felt. <laughs> so, that's yeah. what I wrote down, and that's how it came out. And that's just what it is. That's the real me. Um Mm-hmm. And that's just what it means. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> straight to the point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. So we're going to get straight into track three. This is Benny Manchester, a.k.a. The Soul Flower. And you are now tuned into Into the Vibe, into the podcast, vibe podcast with the Vibe Called B. Mm-hmm. You know where we end 
listen to track number three of the mini manchester 69 ep which is titled idwyn so this this track is actually one of my favorites from the ep because i really like the bounce to it it's got like a, a shoulder bop type vibe to it which i'm always kind of 
bouncing around to. <laughs> and I've noticed that th this is the track that's picked up quite a lot of traction. Um, I know we touched on it earlier with your, your fans and audience in Japan. Like I'm seeing a lot of dancers kind of using the track to rehearse to, which I absolutely understand because it's got that bop to it. <laughs> Even though I can't dance to save my life. <laughs> but what, what was the inspiration behind the song? It's, it's quite powerful. It was something I was going through in life. And um, I would say I pulled some of the uh, some of the inspiration from, I was listening to, I think it was Keisha Cole. Mm. The, um, let it go so I love that song. Um, and yeah. I was like, yeah, that's right. I don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it came out in my way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I just started writing and that's how it came out. And then um, later mm. on, I heard um, the beat eventually uh, that Venus made and I put it together and I'm just like, yeah, this is like you said, a bop. Like, yeah. this is the anthem of the year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It just came together yeah. so well. <laughs> yeah. And you, you, so you wrote and vocally arranged the track, right? Yes, that's correct. Oh, that's dope. I love that. Um, I like the way you say that it's, uh, it's the anthem of the year. Because, um, <laughs> <laughs> again, just browsing through IG, um, I saw, it actually reminded me of this song as well. But um, I saw you say that, uh, like, Nivea in 2001, she came out with, like, Don't Mess With My Man. Mm -hmm. But now in 2021, we're talking about, I don't want him, period. Exactly. <laughs> we don't. We yeah. don't want him. Yeah, like, <laughs> at all. <laughs> I don't know. I just got tired of like, I see things from, from all perspectives. Mm. And what I was going through at the time, I didn't mm -hmm. like the perspective that a lot of women perceive uh, where they blame the woman when their yeah. man is, you know, trying to do things. And it's like, you know, there's other sides to it. It's not, you know, what you think. Sometimes yeah. it's. it's you know, the man that you need to talk to. Yeah. And so it, it just, it was a frustrating time. And I'm like, I don't mm. want your man. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not me that you need to be checking. It's, yeah. it's him that you need to go talk to because I've told him no, but he keeps coming this way. So exactly. <laughs> literally need to go speak to him and yeah, just leave me alone. <laughs> and yeah. I felt like a lot of people can relate to that. So I was mm. just like, Absolutely. This is the anthem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that's absolutely the vibe that I got. I can see uh I can see a lot of people singing this with uh from their chest. <laughs> it's a very real, real issue um that happens. And so recently you you released a remix to the song with uh the legendary Durand Banar. How how did that like collaboration come about? Oh man, it was ah. He he posted something on Instagram like uh, I think it was almost a year ago where he was like he's gonna do features you know just mm -hmm. send him he posted his um, email and he was just like you know if mm -hmm. I like it I'll hop on it <laughs> basically wow. and I'm like oh he's gonna like this so yeah <laughs> I was like yeah I'm definitely shooting my shot because I love yeah. Duran <laughs> and um, yeah. I, it took a minute for me to hear back from him but uh, mm. when I did I was just like. Oh my God, he loves it. Yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, ever since it's, it's been great and it was fun to uh, work mm. with him. And he made that song even better. I think uh, he made it come to life. <laughs> and mm. I, I yeah. love Duran. He, his mm. brand is very similar. You know, it's real. It's authentic. 
And, yeah. you know, some people, it's either you like it or you don't. And I think he was a perfect fit for the remix. For yeah. That. Yeah. He definitely has like a, he's just raw. And as you say, like authentic, he is literally just, he's, he's his whole self. Like, yes. it, is, it is what it is. And what you see is here. But with the with the remix, because I feel like it had so much swag on it. I mean, I loved the the initial version. The initial version was great. But did you like re did you re-record the vocals for it? Yes, I did. I, I had to do it big. I'm like the yeah. on it. I got to. Yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because at first I was like, has it has it just been like mixed down differently? I don't know. But but yeah, it, it definitely has um, a lot more a lot more swag to it. Um, and adding Duran in there was uh, was definitely the the right way to go. What what was like the the creative process like working together? Did he like kind of go away and just write his 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 verse to it? No, he was very open to you know ideas, and I was too. And we just kind of bounced ideas off. And I'm like, okay, I'm gonna change mm. this. And he's like, yeah, just like that. Mm. Um, but once I um, I think he, he started sending me clips of, you know, the direction he was going in. And then it was, you know, mm. when I heard I'm like, okay, we can go this way. I like that. Um, it just came together so, so mm-hmm. authentically. And um, I really like how, yeah. what he came up with. And I'm just like, don't change anything. Like, <laughs> it, was, yeah. it was dope. It was fun. Yeah. No, it's definitely a, a really, a really strong collaboration because you guys just complement each other with like the swag and the attitude on it. Um, it's, it's, it's definitely a, a remix that I can see, I can see going far. Um, and I noticed that you, so you, you got the challenge, right? The, the Instagram challenge. Yes, we're trying to start it off. I mean, just, nobody want to participate, mm, but. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've got, I've got a few friends that I'm going to, I'm going to send it to you. So I'm literally like, guys, you need to get in the kitchen, be cooking up, minding your business. <laughs> yeah, we just kind of have fun, yeah. you know, everybody get out, get involved yeah. in you know laugh and have a mm. good time yeah no i do i do love a, a ig challenge do you reckon there'll be like a another remix um i hope so i'm definitely open to it mm. haven't really uh thought about it but um mm. definitely open to it i just you know don't know who yeah. it would be sometimes it just comes to me mm. but man that would be nice that would be nice because mm. what what was going through my head is I love the song. I was like, but what if you flipped it? I don't want your woman. You know what's funny? I had a friend who asked mm. me about that. And he was a guy. He was like, you got to make, because I was, I, I also released some merch. He was like, you know, you got to mm. make some uh, shirts for the guys, right? You got to do, I don't want your girl, yeah. you know? I'm like, that's yeah. a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I think about that. So yeah, that, that's that's definitely something that um, mm. I can see myself doing. Yeah, no, that'd be a, that'd be a nice flip because um, there, there are some females out here that are also trying to take the guys too. <laughs> <laughs> so that'd be a, a nice flip. Okay, cool. So we are halfway through uh, the 6-9 EP um, and I'm sure the, the listeners are already feeling the energy. Um, would you like to introduce the next track, track four? All right, so track four is Holding On, and um, I released that, I think, early February. Uh, It's something that's really, really special to me, and it's basically about just, you know, letting, just stop holding on to things and let it go, just let it go, like, 
and mm. cancers we are known to just hold on and hold on <laughs> so we can't hold on anymore yeah you gotta let it go <laughs> so yeah that's what that one's about okay cool so you're about to listen to track four holding on by mini manchester this is Benny Manchester, a.k.a. The Soul Flower, and you are now tuned into Into the Vibe Podcast with the Vibe Called Me. Okay, cool. So you just listened to uh, Holding On by Minnie Manchester, a.k.a. The Soul Flower. Um, Minnie, on, on, on this track, so you chose to lead um, with this as your single from the EP. Was was there like a, a reason behind that? Yes, the reason why um, I chose to lead with Holding On um, is primarily because it was more relatable than a mm. lot of the other songs. But it was something that I think 
is something that everybody can sing along to. You know, mm. I, I can definitely see heavy radio play with that. I saw that song going in a lot of places and I was really, really proud of it and how it came out. And so mm. I just went in. I'm like, if any song is going to, you know, be the first to introduce mm. this project, that was the one. Yeah. Just as you mentioned, radio plays. Um, I know quite a few UK DJs have picked up on that track. I've heard it consistently throughout a few mixes um, and on radio. It's, it's definitely got that that radio friendly type tone and it kind of transcends across for for different people because everyone can can relate um i mean you talk about i know you played me like a fool and i'm trying to give myself time to get over you but i'm still holding (laughs) i'm still trying but yeah it's definitely a song that resonates with many people and this song i think it's the way you sang it but it's very erica like and just listening to it i was just like i can absolutely hear a remix um with erica on it is that is it maybe something that you're thinking about or maybe remixing it with with someone else Oh man, yes, most definitely. Um, that would be really, really dope to get her on that. I think mm. our sounds would complement each other well. And I think she could take that song and, you know, add her own funk yeah. to it, her own swag, and just make it even, you know, better, make it different. Mm. The sky's yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Another one for the universe. <laughs> and was, was this song coming from like a, a personal a personal place? Yes, absolutely. I think almost everything I write comes from a personal uh, place. Uh, I, I don't even remember. It was so long ago because I wrote this song like uh, two years ago, actually. Okay. You know, I, I I write it and then it's like, once I write it, I'm done with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, um, but I heard the beat that Venus made and... Mm. I just knew that that was going to go to that. But yeah, um, that that song right there, it just is it, it brings something out of me. It, it, mm-hmm. it um, I was writing it from I don't know. I was going through something mm-hmm. and whatever I was going through, I just wrote it down. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. it was definitely from a personal place. And just as you talk about um, like Venus sent you the beat, uh, then you started writing just in terms of like your creative process. Is that like normally the way you'd write? Like you'd hear the beat first and then it comes to you or like the other way around? Sometimes it, it, it changes. But primarily, um, I would say I hear the beat first because uh, mm. it's like the, the chords bring stuff out of me. Mm-hmm. The, the, the sound, the way the instruments, you know, it, it, it just clicks and it sometimes a lot of times it brings the words out of me that mm-hmm. I didn't even know I was feeling yeah so you know that's usually how I write mm-hmm. I just you know I'm an emotional person and when mm-hmm. I hear certain stuff it just brings certain emotions out and yeah then the words come Mm. (laughs) I absolutely hear that but yes for the for the listeners definitely go and listen to Holding On which is the the lead single from the 6ix9ine EP promise you will not be disappointed (laughs) so moving into track five which is called Over You what was that like the 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 inspiration behind the song just to introduce it oh personal (laughs) experience um Mm. seeing other people go through it Mm mm-hmm um, melodically, I don't think I've, I didn't really pull any inspiration melodically, but um, definitely mm. just from a personal perspective, I heard the beat 
Mm-hmm. That it instantly pulled those words out of me. Um, I mm-hmm. just, I just felt that that way, and that's just how it came out. Yeah. You know? And it was more from a place of feeling empowered or trying to empower other people. You know, to get over things and mm. pretty much, you know, kind of like a follow up after holding on. You know, stop holding on. Yeah. <laughs> stop holding on. <laughs> get over it. <laughs> yeah nice I like I like the way you say um it was like a a, a follow-up as well because there's like a clear structure in the way that you've um pulled the EP together uh which I really really loved so you're about to listen to track five over you by Minnie Manchester you know what
Okay, you just listened to Over You, which is track five from the 6ix9ine EP. Um, the thing that I loved about this track, actually, is that I found it was a really uplifting track. Um, it had quite a strong message in there, like around self-respect, self-love, and just overcoming difficulties, which I absolutely picked up um, in, in a lot of the lyrics. And it's, it's, quite, it's just a powerful song that will resonate with quite a few people. And I know the a lot of the, the songs and stuff that you write come from personal places, but was this like a overcoming like of a like past relationships type vibe for you? Actually, um, it was overcoming friendships mm. and um, initially mm-hmm. and I kind of tweaked it so that it could be more relatable, you know, for other people, because most people go through relationships, but overcoming friendship too you know toxic friendship toxic people yeah. in general um just letting that go mm. stop holding on to it and just you know love yourself and you know mm-hmm. know that you're worth more than certain people mm-hmm. in your life yeah and one of one of the lyrics in there which resonated with me was uh when you said that grandma told me you know it's love when he treats you well I mean, sometimes I end up just not listening to parents' advice. Um, but is advice from like elders something that you um, kind of take on on board? Yes, um, mm. I am an old soul, and <laughs> I would call consider myself a mm. grandma's girl um, my whole life. Yeah, <clears throat> I'm just a grandma's girl. All of my grandmas, I love my grandmas, and those are the people who I go to for wisdom Mm -hmm. and for um, advice when I'm going through things when I'm you know curious about stuff anything um, they always have answers and usually their answers are the wisest (laughs) so I always go to them when I when I have questions about things and they teach Mm. me a lot yeah yeah they i i hear you on the on the <clears throat> from a from a wisdom perspective because they they have so much of it um that we we definitely need to be listening to they can shed light on situations that we just we just can't see but no i love that so we're about to get into the last track um of your of your ep uh which is called fly away featuring willie hin do you just want to give us like a, a overview of the track before we listen yeah, so Fly Away, um, it can be interpreted many ways, but for me, it was mm. coming from a place of loss. Um, and it's really just about grieving that loss and, you know, trying to grieve it and get past it so it can be better. Um, it's, it's, it's a special song to me, especially because uh, I lost people who are important and a lot of us did especially during the pandemic so mm-hmm. fly away was special yeah okay so we're about to get into fly away which is track six from the six nine ep by mini manchester tell me in real you were just here yesterday Hey 
mornings, I'll never forget it Open the eyes to the sky, we wrote our names in No ceiling on our love, let we let Wayne in It's probably why we ruined, we let rain in Actually, what I would've said back in the days But I grew Had to realize, well, yeah, that's water And that's what it do I was called to help a butterfly escape from cocoon And you was called to awaken the king I say in June I think that's around the time where the kid fell in love I was a lad and you were jazz when we were missing the rug But the genie was there, you were my wish from above Made me question why Prince wrote about tears from a dove Those lovebirds, the summer and I created the state That's why they cry, because the universe has chosen this way But I'm grateful, I know what love is to God every day I know the skies are gray, you got, I gotta go in your face Godspeed when you listen to Fly Away featuring Willie Hinn by Mini Manchester. So for, for me personally, just when you introduced the track as well, <clears throat> this one definitely hits differently. And I felt like it was it was different to the rest of the EP. And I also see why you put it put it last. And the fact that this EP came out during the, the pandemic, I feel like quite a few people will be able to resonate with it because it very much reminded me as well of people uh, close to me that have passed. It's very, very emotional. I was about to ask you like, uh, what's the, the story behind the song? But I know it's more coming from a place of uh, those people that you that you have lost. How did the, the, the collaboration with, with Willie Hinn kind of come about? Um, so I had just started like uh, going back and forth with Willie mm. and um, I know Venus and uh, Even Needle, they had just sent me that beat. They made it, they told me they made it specifically for me. Mm. And so when I heard it, I'm like, I can see that. And mm. I didn't quite know what to do with it. But then like, you know, stuff happened in my personal life. I lost my grandma, then I lost my dad. And, mm. you know, uh, I basically used that as my therapy and it just came, it, it just flowed. And then um, 
Um, then I thought of Willie and I'm like, Willie, what are you thinking about this? You know, I was mm. like, and um, he liked it. And I was like, would you get on it? And he was <laughs> like, yeah. And funny enough, the way the universe works, I didn't know that Willie was going through something too. And um, oh, wow. he used it to write his verse of therapy, something mm. that he never told anybody. Oh, wow. Um, and he probably, he told me he never probably would have even wrote it or told anybody mm. if I had not, you know. So that was like crazy. And I'm just like, mm. it, it was just therapeutic for both of us. And um, I love what mm -hmm. he did with it. It was, it was beautiful. It touched me. Mm. And I like that his perspective, like, was a little different from mine. He experienced loss, yeah. but it wasn't in a way, you know, passing you know death but mm. it was from a relationship point of view and it just shows how yeah um how it can just touch people in different ways mm -hmm. and that was special to me yeah because just as you say like the song can be interpreted in many different ways listening to um your verses on it i could very much feel it's coming from a place of loss but as you say when i listened to willie's verse it definitely felt like a, a relationship sort of breakup when he talks about um, like it's the morning that I'll never forget and the universe has chosen uh, this way, etc. and you were my light. Uh, the, the song can definitely be interpreted and used as therapy for, for different people in, in different ways. And that definitely, definitely made it special. Just as you talk about Evil Needle, this track is actually the, the only song on the EP that's not produced purely by, by Venus. How did that link up between Venus and Evil Needle come about? I have no idea, honestly. <laughs> they both were up to something. And <laughs> he, Venus uh, introduced me to Needle. He was mm. like, yeah, um, you know, me and Needle been working on something. Um, mm. And they collaborated on it. And they were like, we made this for you. Wow. You know, have at it. <laughs> <laughs> and I heard it. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. That's really dope. Like, mm never have I ever you know experienced something like that where someone actually produced something solely for me yeah that's um, amazing and it was just so dope when I heard mm. it and I'm just like it was just amazing it was an amazing collaboration anything Venus does is dope and that was yeah. my first time working with Needle and realizing how great he is I yeah he's very know, talented you know, mm. he's talented and yeah. so it's a blessing Mm. Yeah, Evil's definitely someone that I have uh, listened on listened to on rotation <laughs> over the years on my instrumental uh, playlist. Was it was the decision to have Venus produce the whole EP like a, a conscious decision? And if it was, why? Um, it was actually on accident. Um, mm. I you know I'm always interested in working with other people and you mm. know doing different things, but it's just happened that way um all of the songs from his catalog it just kind of flowed mm. in a way it touched me in a way where it was just like this has got to be the project like yeah <laughs> no if ands or buts <laughs> this is it. it's just both yeah. and mm. um me and venus complement each other so well yeah. you know it's really hard to find somebody on the same level you know mm. Um, mm -hmm. same mindset yeah and working with Venus is just it's just easy mm -hmm. 
Um, yeah. So, you know, I didn't purposely, you know, try to, <laughs> you know, work, you know, do the whole project, but it just came out that way. It was just. Yeah. Chemistry. <laughs> yeah, you can definitely see that. And just before we sort of wrap up towards the, the end of your play by play on the EP, which track did you enjoy writing the most and why? Um, I would say Over You. Okay. And because it's from a place of empowerment and mm. just I felt relief when I wrote it. I felt yeah. happy. I felt like just like I've overcome like a lot. So it was it was really like mm. monumental for me when I wrote that. Yeah. Nice. I like that. And then I just have one more question um on your EP. And it was actually around your your artwork because artwork is always something that I have to pay quite close attention to because um, it really helps me just kind of just take in uh, the body of work a little bit more. Um, but I've noticed like there's a running theme across all of your <laughs> all of your singles, um, and it's it's that kind of hand drawn graphic type style versus like typical imagery that's been photographed. Is there like a reason behind that? Yeah, it's just me being me, <laughs> me being different. <laughs> I, I, I'm yeah. a non-conformist. I really don't like doing what other people do, and mm. I like doing stuff that taking the the harder path, I guess, or yeah. trying new things. And um, mm. I just I like I don't know experimenting with different things. But uh, I found this yeah. artist, and his stuff was so out there and so unique. And he goes by Robel, but it it, it mm. was just so different. And I'm like, dude, like, can you do my cover? You know? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. he was like, yeah. And um, we basically bounce ideas off of each other. Mm. And I'm like, well, you know, you know, how would you know this sound? This look, and then we both, you know, came up with the cover that we have that that you know everybody mm. now. Um, but yeah, I'm just always just trying different stuff and yeah, kind of switch it up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, no, I love that. It definitely stands out. Definitely. So, what what do we have to look forward to next from from the Soul Flower? Oh man, some visuals. I need some visuals out there. Um, <laughs> visuals. Yeah. A lot more collaborations. Mm-hmm. A lot more music. Um some some shows we're gonna do some yes. um hopefully when this uh pandemic dies down i can mm. get you know to the uk and do some some live yes. performances yes you'll be welcome with open arms over here <laughs> i know that for <laughs> sure <laughs> is there um is there anything else that you'd uh like to share with the listeners if you want to leave them with anything absolutely um make sure you guys follow me um uh, my my um handle is the same across all platforms it's many m-i-n-n-i manchester like the city and um i also have merch out um got lots of different sweaters hoodies Mm. uh, you name it you can go to my website minimanchester.com and get that and um i'm looking forward to just you know watching my soul flowers grow (laughs) and multiply (laughs) I'll just grow together. Yeah, 
<laughs> well, Minnie, thank you so much for um, taking us through your EP. It's an absolute vibe. And I know the listeners locked in will absolutely vibe to it. I'm sure the way the way I did. But thank you once again for joining me. Um, such a dope conversation and really interesting to to get to know more about you and just kind of just getting deeper behind your vibe. And I'm just going to leave the listeners with just watch out because uh, Minnie's coming with a samurai sword. <laughs> <laughs> that concludes another episode of Enter the Vibe, the podcast. Enter the Vibe.